Welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. Thanks for listening. If you haven't gone to look at Heathcliff Comics lately, check out www.gocomics.com Heathcliff. Page around there for a little bit. You can hit pause here. I'll wait. What you'll come away with is maybe a sense that this is crazy, that whoever is writing this has lost his mind. Um, that's certainly one conclusion you could draw. If you're cynical, another conclusion you could draw is that the person writing this comic is just cashing a check. I talked last week about how it's virtually impossible to get fired from a syndicated cartoon. I think even, even if Gallagher submitted a cartoon that you know, was basically Heathcliff's penis, they wouldn't run it. But they would also know that if they canceled it, they'd get a lot of angry mail from the only people who still have newspaper subscriptions. The elderly. So they'd probably give him a couple weeks off, try to navigate whatever's going on with him, and if necessary, just run reruns. But that's the thing. They have years and years of reruns they could run. And for whatever reason, Gallagher's making new ones. And they're very weird. I'm starting to think that neither of these things are true. That Heathcliff is neither cynical nor crazy. That there's something else going on here. Something even profound. And with that in mind, I'd like to read to you the Heathcliff comic for this week, March 28th. Here we go. As he often is, Heathcliff is in the center of the panel. He's the star of the comic. He's standing in a traditional batter's stance, which is already unusual because he's a cat. Cats can't usually stand up. He's also wearing a traditional baseball batter's outfit. Um, red jersey, white pants, red socks. And indeed, he is standing on what appears to be a baseball diamond, though th that's only implied. We don't see the actual baseball diamond paths or uh, much that actually says baseball diamond. It's mostly inference that puts this together. There are no bases. There is a pitcher's mound some feet away from Heathcliff uh, on which a young man, probably a child, is standing. He's blonde. He's wearing an all-white uniform with a blue number on the back, number seven, wearing a blue baseball cap, blue socks, and it looks like he has his mitt up and probably a baseball in it that he's preparing to throw with his other hand. He's going into the windup. Meanwhile, behind Heathcliff, there's a kid in a catcher's stance. He has a catcher's mask on. It completely obscures his eyes. All we see is his nose sticking out. His shin guards are blue, and he holds a glove out, awaiting the pitch. Behind him is an umpire. 
The umpire is wearing gray and black as a chest protector and also a mask over his face to protect him from any errant throws or bats. He, too, has his eyes obscured by this mask. And the only thing we see of his face is his nose sticking through it. Behind them, there's a chain-link fence. Weirdly, for a chain-link fence, you can't see anything through it. You just know it's a chain-link fence because of the cross-hatching and the outline of it, but it's just white behind it. There's a tree in the background, a cloud in the background, and standing behind Heathcliff on the other side, away from the catcher and the umpire, is the boy who we recognize as Heathcliff's owner. He's wearing the same uniform colors as Heathcliff. He's holding a bat. He's probably, you know, batting after Heathcliff, so warming up. On deck, as the kids say. His mouth is open. Behind him is his grandfather, who is also wearing a red jersey, black pants, his usual black hat, white mustache. His mouth is not open. So we know, because his is the only open mouth, that the child is speaking. One is forced to assume, by process of elimination, that the child is speaking to his grandfather, because that is the closest person to him. Now, there's one other thing about this that's going on here. Heathcliff is wearing a helmet that is enormous, bulbous, covers his eyes, and goes almost to the top of the chain-link fence. It's larger than him. It's larger than the adults who are there. It's shockingly large. It's incredible that he can keep his head up with it on. And the child is saying, again, presumably, to his grandfather, quote, he uses the helmet as a distraction. So let's talk about that for a couple minutes. Have you ever been in a situation that's been so crazy that you just kind of accept it. You know, you're, you're, you're in the middle of it, and you don't have a choice here. S- insane stuff is happening. And it kind of keeps building. It kind of keeps going. You kind of get crazier and crazier and more invested in the craziness of what's happening. Sometimes these can be good situations. Other times they can be very negative situations. Another way to think about this is when you're stressed or anxious. Um, when you're stressed or anxious, eventually you reach a point where you find yourself, like, acting out. You know, just either you break down and you cry, or you take out your stress and anxiety on a loved one, or something like that. You know, something, something often bad happens when, like, you get to a breaking point. But the thing that gets you to that breaking point is it's never like I had a re- I had a revelation about my dad or I had um 
or, uh, you know, work's really been riding me lately or something like that. It's that the uh, eggs you were planning on eating have, in fact, gone bad and you have to eat a peanut butter sandwich instead. You know, like, not a big deal, but something mildly stupid and small that is both small enough to be its own thing that you can just latch on to, but stressful enough that it tips the balance. And then everything just floods out. What I'd offer here is that the child is not actually speaking to his grandfather. And the evidence for that, I'd say, is that the child is facing us and the grandfather standing behind him is also facing us. Who else would the child be speaking to? Not the umpire, if he truly believes that Heathcliff is trying to distract people with this clearly illegally sized helmet, he's not going to bring it to the umpire's attention, nor is he going to try to bring it to the opposing team's attention. That's everybody in the panel except him. No. The child's talking to himself. Because think about it. You're a kid, and you have this insane cat... This cat can walk on its hind legs. Already weird. This cat can hold a baseball bat. This cat can understand the rules of baseball to the point that it can stand in a batter's box and await a pitch. It's a hyper-intelligent cat. It's, a, it's an insane cat. And if you read other Heathcliff comics, it does mean-spirited, crazy bullshit all the time. And to top it off, this hyper-intelligent cat and this insane situation is made all the crazier by the fact that the cat is wearing an enormous helmet. That's what you can latch on to. Okay, the cat's wearing an enormous helmet. We've passed through crazy that I can comment on now. And then what do you say? You know, what do you, what do you say about this crazy thing? Well, you might be tempted to say something like, oh my God, all this craziness is happening, including this hat. Or, alternatively, you might try to justify it. And I think that's what's happening here. I think Gallagher is commenting on the fact that when faced with insanity, humans are very good at justifying what's happening to them. I know that's true of me. I assume that's true of many people. People regularly who go, who go through much crazier stuff than I've gone through, those people regularly comment that when they're in it, They don't see it as that strange. It's only in the aftermath. So that's this week's comic. And thank you for listening. If you want, you're free to rate this podcast on iTunes, but I'd encourage you not to, honestly. 
It's a podcast. I'm going to do it. I hope you like it. I hope you listen to it. I hope you tell friends about it and they listen to it and like it as well. But come on. Don't tell iTunes you feel a certain way about it. Don't tell the world like that you feel a certain way about it. What, what does that gain you? That's just time you lose. Time, time we all lose because then other people read it and they don't know you, you know? So then they're forced to like th- say, well, is this person like using grammar and punctuation in a way that makes enough sense that I'm like, I want to hear what they hear? Commenting, liking, starring, faving. It's a good way to look crazy and we all do it now. So now it's crazy not to do it. But it is actually, the, the crazy ones are the people who do it. Don't do it. Just don't. It's not going to really actually aid the podcast for it to get a five-star rating or anything else. People don't pay attention to that stuff by and large. So anyway, that's a weird rant I went on, huh? I hope you have a great week.